Blog Talk Radio. say good evening to everyone and hopefully everyone having a blessed day had a blessed weekend um we have a show that's going to be kind of it's going to be an awesome show tonight there's a lot of people i want to thank on tonight there's a lot of people on listening um first and foremost giving honor to the lord who's the head of my life i just want to say thank the lord for for being able to 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 wake me up this morning put me in the right frame of mind and to be able to uh do what he's called me to do. Second of all, I want to thank uh, my lovely wife, uh, Miss Kay, for for being supportive and and, and being able to to support me and pray for me. Um, So giving honor to that. A lot of people on the show that's listening in on tonight. Uh, It's a special show tonight. Um, I'm on assignment. You're going to hear me say that all week. We're going to be teaching um, on chaos every day this week. Um, every day we just got a word, a word, a word. We're going to be putting it out. Um, I've been meeting with sponsors all weekend. Um, this week, uh, just had a good meeting with the people manager from, uh, the district manager from Cheesecake Factory. Uh, I just want to send a shout out to him. His name is, uh, I call him Brother Tim. Uh, one of the things about supporting us and they're listening in tonight in the meeting, um, I don't think the Cheesecake Factory is going to be able to, he's going to support me as an individual, which uh, uh, there's some uh, benefits to that. So I want to thank Brother Tim for being on tonight. I have Pastor Joe on tonight from the Church of Warren, <clears throat> Warren, Ohio. He's on with me tonight. Uh, also, he's been on before. He's listened to our Bible studies on Tuesday night, him and his whole administration. And I had the opportunity to be there on Thursday night at the Church of Warren uh, to give a word. Also, uh, Pastor Shaw's on tonight. Uh, he, he's uh, been a very supportive since I was a little boy. Um, a great man of God uh, from Community Church of Christ on Austin Avenue in Warren, Ohio. We'll be at his facility on Friday night. Also, we have the Community Center's uh, Community Skill Nursing Home and also Washington Square Nursing Home. Uh, we're live broadcasting live there tonight. I uh, just want to thank them and Elder Bazaar for making sure they got the food there tonight. Uh, from uh, BV, Benavista's Chicken is there with them tonight, tomorrow night. We will have Chick-fil-A with them on Tuesday night and every day of the night of the week. And for the people who helped sponsor that, I just want to send a shout-out to them that uh, gave money on those things, and we just want to say thank you. I did receive a text that they did get their food right around 645, so they're good, and they're in their facilities listening to us live right here on Blog Talk. Um, also want to send a special shout-out to uh, Elder Bazaar for helping me get the food there today. And, again, we're on assignment. The chaos is going to be on assignment all week long, uh, ministering the Word of God. Um, I'm excited about tonight. I'm excited about the things we got coming up uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow night we'll be in Bible study, uh, Praise Tabernacle Bible study. Uh, Bishop uh, Omar Zachary, my pastor, uh, will be leading us tomorrow. Um, I'll be teaching tomorrow, but he'll be on along with our team, Minister Tobert, uh, Mr. Tobert's wife, uh, Sister Tobert, First Lady, Lady Zachary, my wife, 
Um, Kay Oliver will be on along as uh, Deacon Oglesby's wife, Mrs. Sister Oglesby will be on, and uh, Deacon uh, Lee Stanton will be on tomorrow night, and we're going to have a great service tomorrow night. It's going to be a great word tomorrow night. Tonight's going to be a great word. I'm excited. I feel preaching in my spirit because God has me on assignment with everything that's going on in the world, that's going on in my life. It's a great time to be on assignment for the Lord. And I'm not, I, I, I got the thank yous in and everything. I don't want to play around with it tonight because this is going to be a little bit of what you get when I come to, when I'm in Warren, Ohio. Uh, I'm not playing around with the church. I'm not uh, playing around with the word tonight. If you got your Bible, I'm coming out of Acts, the fifth chapter of Acts. And just so people know, um, uh, we're, we're, we're going to new levels. And when you go to new levels and God elevates you to new levels, the, the, the work is harder and, and the devil comes at you hard. He's not coming at you the way he came at you before. He's going to come at you in ways you didn't even think he could get to you. And I understand a lot of people wondering, you know, why am I on such a mission? Why am I on assignment? Why won't I just sit down and relax? God has been too good for me. And I, I just, I dare you to tune in not only for tonight, but to tomorrow night, uh, cause you're going to get a great word. And I'm going to have my team to back me up tomorrow night. Uh, I've already sent the scriptures out to them. For those that are listening from Praise Tabernacle, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to give you, I, I'm going to give it to you like I'm going to give it to them tonight. And again, tonight, um, if I would use a title tonight, I'm not going to stop knocking. I'm not going to stop knocking. And I'm looking at a, a particular scripture. It's kind of familiar, but there's some things in there we're going to bring out. Um, Acts, the, the 12th chapter, and I'm going to start from the 5th verse. <clears throat> and we got to remember, and I'm going to skip around, but if you get a chance, just read Acts 1 to 25, and it'll get you where I'm going. Um, and it says this, and this is one of the first things we're going to talk about. And it's about Peter being in a dark place. Leaving a dark place and going to the house of prayer. And when you go to the house of prayer, um, he went to the house of prayer, but he never went in the house of prayer. He went to the house of prayer, but he never went in the house of prayer. We're going to bring that out, too. Yeah, yeah. And for you preachers, you're going to get excited because where I'm going with this, um, I, I never really realized uh, a lot of stuff in this particular scriptures. I'm going to try to bring it out the best I can tonight. And if I get too excited, um, y'all just going to have to pray with me because I do feel preaching in my spirit because I feel like God has me on assignment. And I feel that the devil is trying to do everything he can to provoke me not to be able to preach the word of God. People have been calling me, telling me when they call in the blog talk now that they're being charged. Let me just say this. Um, I had an issue with blog talk. My wife's phone had an issue with blog talk, and she had to call them last week. Uh, part of the reason she wasn't on last week because she was on the phone with them trying to get everything straightened out. And one of the blessings, I'm going to let her tell it when she's on um, the own testimony, but when she was on with our phone carrier because they were saying they was charging us as well, uh, she was talking to a lady from Africa that was trying to get our phone service together. And as my wife was explaining to the lady from Africa what we do and why we need our phone lines, and, you know, this is this service, the lady started to ask questions about what was chaos, what was D&K. And as my wife explained it to her, I'm not going to give a long-winded story, she said this is what we need over here and how could she reach our program, and as my wife gave the information out, it was exciting to me, being the CEO, the captain of the ship or whatever, that people are looking for us on the radio, on the Internet. You may not can physically see me, but you can hear the word. And tonight, we have hundreds of people listening in tonight. Again, all my supporters and all the people that are listening to Warren, I just want to say I thank you. Um, and again, we'll be touched down in there. And, and we're going to have a good time there. Uh, I want to send another shout-out to my mother, uh, Miss Geneva Oliver, her two sisters, my two aunts, Odessa Brown and Omega Wayne, that's listening in tonight. They're going to be going to these nursing homes with me. Um, so when we go in there, we're going in there. Not only are we going to feed them, but we're also going to be able to pray for them, and we're going to be working things out to when we pray for them um, throughout the week, once a week. We'll pick a day. We're going to go work all that out, but I will be traveling um with with these uh with these my aunts and my mother with me so i'm proud about that but in the bible if you have your bibles i've already given the scriptures acts 
5, I'm sorry, Acts 12, starting at verse 5. And I just want to read a little bit, and I'm going to stop because I want to talk about this. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. And and, and this will give a little background. I'm going to stop right there. Peter went to prison, and the church was praying for him. Just remember that. The church was praying for him. Verse 6, the night before Harold was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and stood guards at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light showed in the cell. He st- struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and the chains fell off of Peter's wrist. Now, I'm going to stop right there. Peter was in prison, and uh, he was sleeping between two soldiers. And when you go back and you do the study of this, uh, Peter was uh, put in prison, uh, and when he was put in prison, he was in there on on charges that shouldn't have been, but he was in a dark place. But it says that Peter went to sleep uh, with the two guards, and the church was praying for him. So when Peter was in this dark place, he went to sleep peacefully. I want you to understand that. Going through hell, Peter slept peacefully because if you read on or you go before, the Lord told Peter he was going to live to be old. Peter was not old. So at the time that Peter was doing this assignment, even though it was in a dark place at a dark time and, and, and Peter was in that place, he knew that this was not the end. He was able to go to sleep peacefully. And see, what I get out of this is sometimes we get so stressed, the Lord tell us he got us, and he got us, but we can't get a good night's sleep because we're worrying about is the Lord really going to come through with a situation? Is he really going to deliver us out of the situation we're in? However we got in there, whether we did it ourselves or it's just an attack, Satan is attacking you, you got a lot of hell going around you. And I just feel this and feel like to say this because I know me personally got a lot of stuff going on. I don't really quite understand, don't know why it's me, but yet still being in a dark place, the Lord has because he has ordained me and he has uh, uh, brought me out of some things before. Uh, the Lord told me that um, I do have an assignment for him and he's going to let me see this assignment through. Even though I'm going through a dark time now, uh, I should be able to sleep peaceful because I should be able to stand on the word that he's already told me everything is going to be okay. So Peter was locked in jail and he had these soldiers and he was chained up and, and he was sleeping peacefully. See, you got to understand that. Even though we're going through some hard times, the Lord has promised us that we're going to be uh, we're going to be uh, uh, he's going to see us through it. And when he said he's going to see us through it, uh, we should be able to take that and take comfort in his word and stand on his word and be like, okay, because Peter had an assignment. We're going to get to his assignment in a minute because it's right there in the text. And his assignment uh, was to leave jail. And an angel came in there and woke him up. And this is what I like. When the angel woke him up, uh, <clears throat> verse 8, and the angel said to him, put your clothes and sandals on. And Peter did so. And as the angels told him to follow me, the angels told him, Peter, follow him out of prison. So when Peter was going out of prison, you've got to understand this, uh, he was naked. And, and, and he was chained to these guards. And the angels woke him up, and he woke him up and said, put your clothes on, put your pants on, put your shirt on, put your belt on, put your shoes on. We got to get out of here. And as Peter was was, was, was doing what the angels told him to do, uh, to put his clothes on, there's another shout right here. See, you got to understand. See, the Lord will put you in a dark place. But when he gets you out of the dark place, he will cover you. Yeah, yeah, everyone ain't got to know your business because the Lord don't put your clothes on so you can be covered. See, the Lord is trying to cover us when we in places we're not supposed to be in, when we're in situations we're not supposed to be in. And when the devil is attacking us, we become uh, uh, uh exposed, and even though we're exposed to the Lord, the Lord will make sure we have clothes to put on so we don't be exposed no more. And this is what's exciting to me. Uh, in verse 8 is when he put his clothes on, and, and, the, and as they were passing through the first guards, and, and it came to the gates uh, to leading to the city, 
and, and I'm not trying to get this thing right, as he was putting his clothes on and he was getting ready to leave out, they were walking out of the prison. And as they was walking out of the prison, Peter still wasn't sure what was going on. He was like sleepwalking out of the prison because they just walked out, put his clothes on, chains came off, and he walked out. And he didn't really realize what was going on until he got outside. And when he got outside, uh, I'm going to go right where I'm going. It says in verse 11, and then Peter came to himself and said, now I know without a doubt that the Lord has sent his angels to rescue me from Harold. And, and, and see, that, that's just, that, that's, that gets me excited because he didn't know. He was sleepwalking through this whole experience until he got outside. When he finally got outside and came to himself, the Lord had already brought him out of the dark place. And he already brought him out of the dark place because he had an assignment, and his assignment was to go to Mary's house, to the house of prayer, because that's where they was praying. And because, I want to say this to you, because now I'm going to get to the church, folks. I know y'all invited me to come to these churches and everything, but I'm just coming to tell you how I'm coming after you, because the Lord put in my heart that sometimes we got to come out of the church. And, and, and you're going to see this when Peter get to the house of prayer, because Peter was going to the house of prayer because that's what you do when God brings you out when you're on the street. See, Peter was in prison, and he was in a dark place. Now, watch what happens. Peter was in a dark place. He was in prison. He was naked. He was exposed, and he was in that place. So now the Lord covered him up while he was in a dark place. He wasn't in the house of prayer. And even though they was praying for him in the house of prayer, we're going to get to that in a minute, he was in the street. So every time you go to church, you're not in church because the Lord blessed you in church. You're in church because he blessed you in the street in a dark place. And the reason we go to church is because it's not that because uh, uh, we're in the church, it's because what he prevented for when we were in the street. So all week long, you ain't in the church. And when you get to the church, you have the audacity to come up there with attitude because you in church like you all that, but the Lord blessed you when you was in a dark place. So you ought to celebrate what the Lord has blessed you in because he brought you out of a dark place. Now look what Peter's getting ready to do because I'm getting excited now. Peter getting ready to go to the house of Mary. And when he gets to the house of Mary, and like I said, you can read this. It's all in Acts 12. Just read uh, Acts 12. Read the whole chapter of Acts 12. You can go from 1 to 25, and I'm gonna get, I promise you I'm going to get there. But I'm excited because what the Lord is getting ready to do. Now, the Peter was in prison. He was locked up. He was chained. He was bound. Y'all read that in the scriptures. You see he was chained to the soldiers, and the Lord blessed him and got him out of there. Now, he wasn't in the church. He didn't do nothing. He was sleeping peacefully. He wasn't worried about anything, but he was in a dark place. And the Lord sent the angel into a dark place to deliver him. And whenever you get delivered, you ought to be able to go to the house of prayer. Yeah, you you know you delivered is when you can go to the house of prayer. And you got to look at what, what Peter was doing. Now, Peter uh, was in jail, and, and he was locked in, and, and they was getting ready to kill him, but he was at peace because of what the Lord told him. He was standing on the Lord's word. And because he was standing on the Lord's word, he was sleeping peacefully. He got his clothes on, got out of there, and now he was headed, uh, headed to Mary's house. And it says in verse 12, and when he had dawned on him, so he went to he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark. And listen to this, where many people had gathered and were praying. And Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and the servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. I'm going to stop right there because this is very important. When I was studying this last night, I told my wife I had to get up because I never saw this before. And it says, Peter knocked at the outer entrance. Now, when you go and you do a study of the outer entrance, I thought for a long time that Peter was knocking on the door. Peter wasn't at the door. Peter was at the gate. And there was a gate, and then there was the door. So he had to knock on the gate. And by him knocking on the gate, it was, it was a loud noise that they heard it in the house. Well, they didn't hear it, but Rhoda heard it. Rhoda, the young lady, Rhoda, I could preach on Rhoda all night, but there's a few things about Rhoda that we want to talk about. But when Peter was knocking at the gate, it was for a reason he was knocking at the gate because he was going to the house where they were praying at, but he never entered the house. See, right there makes me want to shout. He never entered the house. So listen to me very closely, church people. Even though you're in the house and you're praying and you're doing all these things inside the house, Peter 
was delivered in prison, came out of prison, put his clothes on, and came and knocked at the gate, the outer gate. And Rhoda heard him knocking. Now, let me just give you a little background on Rhoda. I don't mean to be going fast, but I got to get out of here tonight, and, and, and we got a lot of things going on. Now, Rhoda was a young girl. Uh, the Bible tells me she was between the ages of 15 and 19. She was a woman, and she was a slave. And, and because she was a woman, and she was young, and she was a slave, uh, she was only good for service. She, wasn't, she didn't have nothing to say. What, no one going to receive anything that she had to say. So when she heard the knock, and it says she recognized who Peter was. Let me, let me go because I want you to think I'm making this stuff up. And it says in verse 13, Peter knocked at the outer entrance, and the servant named Rhoda came to answer the door. And when she recognized Peter's voice, very important. See, Peter had a voice that was recognizable, but this woman didn't. She was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening it and screamed, Peter's at the door. And she's telling the people who's praying for Peter, the people in the church, at the church house. Peter's at the gate. He's not at the door. He's at the gate, knocking at the gate, telling the, letting them know that he's out there. And when Rhoda, who had no voice, and all she was good for was the servant, told the people that Peter's at the door. And verse 15, it says, you're out of your mind, they told her. When she kept insisting that it, that it was so, they said it must be his angel. Now, this, this is what church folks do. You're praying for Peter. You're praying for his deliverance. So you say, you're at the house of prayer, and, 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 and somebody that you don't reckon, someone you don't take value in or stock in is telling you Peter is at the door. Now, she was a slave. They didn't listen to him. She was a female. They definitely weren't going to listen to her, and she was young. And she's at the church house telling them that Peter is at the door. And they told her, it's not Peter. It must be his ghost. So in other words, for it to be his ghost, they think Peter is dead, but they're praying for him. So they're sending up dead prayers because they don't have faith enough to believe that God is able to deliver him. So what are you trying to say, preacher? Sometimes people in the church plan like they're praying for you, uh, act like they got your back, but all of a sudden, when you show up at the gate and knock, they don't only hear it, they don't hear you, but when people tell you that you at the gate knocking, uh, uh, they want to say that they because they're more spiritual than you or because uh, they got better education than you, that you don't see what you see because uh, you're not important. It sounds like church to me. So before I come to your church, let me know where I'm letting you know where I'm coming from. Because I feel a lot like Peter in a dark place. The Lord delivered him, brought him out, and now he's at the at the church house knocking on the gate, knocking on the gate. And he's not even trying to get in because he didn't go through the gate. He stayed at the gate knocking. He didn't climb over the gate to try to get into the house of prayer. He was at the gate knocking because he was on a divine assignment. The divine assignment, because I feel myself getting happy, and I'm not going to be on here all day because i got to preach every day this week. The divine the assignment was for him to go knock on the gate to get the people in the house out of the house. Yeah, yeah, I know y'all looking for it. It's right there in the verse. Uh, it's right there. Um, and, and it says that, uh, but Peter, in verse 16, but Peter kept on knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Peter mentioned, motioned with his hands for them to be quiet and describe how the Lord has brought him out of prison. And, and, and right there, he, they saw him. They was, excited, they was excited, but he had to stop them to tell him how he got delivered out of the prison. Now, this is mighty funny to me because he didn't go in the house. And I want you to understand, he didn't go in the house. And see, a lot of times we got to come out of the house and stop going in the house because what's in the house is more messed up than where he was coming from when he was in the prison. He was sleeping peacefully in the prison, and he wasn't worried about nothing. But now all of a sudden he comes to the house of prayer. He's not trying to break in. He's knocking on them to tell them to come out because what they're praying and what they're doing is not doing no service to him because they thought 
thought that he was a ghost and that he was dead. And see, this is what my church people will do. When you mess up and you do things that's not right and you keep on knocking on the door and you keep on knocking on the door, but they counted you out because of your sins or because of your past or because of your family, this is what the Lord is trying to do. He's knocking on the door. And I'm going to knock on the church door. I'm not coming in the church because there's corruption in the church. There's, there's gossiping in the church. There's backbiting in the church. And most importantly, there's tradition in the church. I'm not trying to be around any of those type of things. So I'm going to stand outside of the church and knock on the door and tell y'all to come out and tell you how God has blessed me, even though I was in a dark place, even though I was in a place that I was naked, even though I was exposed, even though I was guilty, even though you thought I was guilty, whatever you thought when you was praying, you wasn't praying for me to get better because you thought I was already dead. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not dead and I'm going to keep on knocking and keep on knocking because God has an assignment for me. The assignment with Peter was to go to prison, to be in a dark place, to get up, to go to the gate, knock on the gate, stand outside the gate to tell the people in the house to come on out because you got work to do. And I, I, I'm excited about it and, and, and I'm going to keep on going and I feel myself need to slow down because I just want to preach this thing. If Brother Zachary, I would tell him to go to D flat because you got to understand when he was in prison, it was nighttime. When he was in prison, it was dark. It was a, not a good time. It kind of reminded me of Jesus when Jesus was on Calvary Cross on a Friday night. It didn't look good, but yet early Sunday morning, and it says it was early in the morning when he was knocking on the gate, early in the morning that he came to tell them it's time to come out of the house. It's time to come out of the house. I'm going to give you my testimony because God has delivered me, and because he's delivered me, I'm going to go take it to the church house. And when I take it to the church house, that don't mean I'm going into church. Y'all got to come out to the outer gates. So many church folks, so many church people in the church causing mess, pretending they're praying for you, but yet they're praying for your ghost. That means they want you dead. Every time something come up with this or that or this, it's always a reason of this, that, or the other. No, 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 no. Sometimes you've got to go in places so God can get other people's attention to come out. Yeah, I know some of y'all ain't going to like what I'm preaching tonight, but this is definitely on assignment from the Lord. I'm definitely on assignment from the Lord to tell you it's time to come out of the church. Y'all in there playing. People are in prison. And it's not a bad thing that they're in prison because Peter slept peacefully. He slept more peacefully at night because he was standing on the word of the Lord, not the word of the church. He was standing on the word of the Lord that told him, you're going to be old. And even though you're getting ready to get executed, and Peter slept. And some translations say he slept like a baby. He wasn't restless. And when the angel woke him up and got him out of there, and he went to the house where they were praying for him. I don't know what type of prayer they were doing, but when the girl wrote it, said, Peter's at the door, they didn't want to hear it from her. So you mean to tell me God can give a message to somebody that's a woman that's young, a woman that's young, and that she's a slave, and they didn't want to hear it because they were better than her. And yet what they were praying for was standing outside the gate. So all what I'm trying to tell you is what you're praying for is outside the gate. You've got to go outside and get it. But also, most importantly, there's going to be somebody that may be young, that may be female, and may be a slave. And she didn't have a voice, but it was her voice to tell them that Peter was at the door. And she heard Peter's voice. And when she heard Peter's voice, it said she was overjoyed and ran. Maybe she was there when Peter, when Peter preached to the 5,000. Maybe she heard Peter, and she knew who he was and what he represented. I don't know. I'm not going to add to it, but I'm just saying she heard his voice. And because she heard a voice, and she didn't have a voice, but the Lord told her to tell them to stop that prayer and let them know that Peter was out at the gate. And it's mighty funny that Peter never went into the house of prayer. And when they came out there, he had to tell them, hold up, before you say anything, before you touch me, let me tell you how God delivered me. So for some of y'all that think that I've been down and I've been out and this, that, that, let me tell you how the Lord has blessed me. And I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I'm not bragging, I'm not trying to say nothing, but I've been talking to a lot of big shots lately. And a lot of these big shots say, well, we can't do this, we can't do this, but we can support you. We see the vision God has put in you. We're going to support you, what you want, what you need. We got you. 
as I was talking to the people from the Cheesecake Factory about sponsoring. Uh, we got an event coming up here the 1st of December, and I was talking to him about what I needed and what we were trying to do and what we do in the community. He said, well, all of what we going to do, what you want for lunch, we got it. You ain't got to pay for it. And I thought about it. I said, that would be a good idea to take my wife something from the Cheesecake Factory because I ain't got to pay for it. It was already paid. It was paid 2,000 years ago for the price that Jesus, because now these people want to follow me as I preach. I got preachers on the line right now that's listening to me preach that want me to come preach in their church. But before I come in their church, you got to understand what I'm preaching. I'm not preaching traditional gospel. I'm not preaching staying inside the four walls and just have a pity party and, and jump up and down and shout around amongst us who's supposed to know it, but yet and still our brothers in prison in darkness, and we're praying for them, but we ain't praying for them to be alive. We're praying for their ghosts. And see, we got to understand something about what goes on inside the church. Even though what goes on inside the church, we shout every Sunday. We, we, we jump up around and we say we're praying for you. But are you really praying? Or are you praying for the ghost of me? Are you praying for me and my demise? Are you gossiping about me and my issues that I may have? Because if you are, that's not the type of church I'm going to belong to. And that's not the type of church I'm going into. See, I'm going to stand at the outer gate because God has brought me from a mighty long way. And because God has brought me from a mighty long way, just like Peter had to go through some trials and tribulations, we're going to have to go through some trials and tribulations. And when we get delivered on the outside, see, Peter wasn't in the house of the prayer. He was in the prison. He was in a dark place. And when you get delivered from a dark place and God will deliver you where you at, he ain't going to deliver you inside the house because the people in the house was praying for his ghost. People inside the house don't know what they was praying for, but they weren't praying for the best of Peter because they was praying for the best to Peter, when that young lady said that Peter's at the door, and they was praying for him to be alive and well, they would have ran out there and said, he's here. They wouldn't have told her to be quiet. They wouldn't have told her it's his ghost because she was a slave and she was beneath them. And sometimes people can't hear you in the church because they think that, they, that, that you are beneath them. See, I'm not going to do that no more. So many people are in tradition. I just want to wait and hear what the Lord got to say. No, it's time to come out the house. I just want to do it like this. Well, the Lord, that's not the way the Lord said do it. Because if, if, if there was anything going on good in the house, Peter would have jumped over the fence. After what he's been through, he would have jumped over the fence and would have ran in the house. But when the girl was overjoyed and shut the door, Peter stayed there and kept knocking. He stayed there and kept knocking until she got their attention to stop the prayer. And see what goes on in the church now, because y'all ain't praying for the right thing anyway. You ain't praying for the goodness of your brother to be alive anyway or your sister to be alive anyway. You just in there putting on a show for one another so y'all can uplift one another. But the people who need to be uplifted is the people outside the church that's in the prison that's in a dark place. I know I'm preaching about it, so go ahead, Oliver. I'm going to go ahead and take this thing home. So when they, when, when they was in there not doing what they were supposed to do, and then when they see the miracle of God, they were astonished. They shouldn't have been astonished, just like Peter wasn't astonished about he was getting ready to die because he already knew the Lord was going to bless him because he was sleeping like a baby. Think about that for a minute. If you're getting ready to die and they tell you in the morning you're going to die, we're going to kill you, and yet you can go to sleep like a baby. You didn't worry. You didn't cry. You just went to sleep, and you put it in God's hand. What they should have been doing at the church is the same thing Peter was doing on the street. But because Peter was doing it on the street, he don't get no credit for it because he wasn't in the house. But see, when he went and knocked on the door, he didn't go in the house. He just stood at the gate because he wanted them to come out as a sign to tell them it's time to go to work. In church, it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of tradition. I'm tired of hearing the words of what, what it used to be like, and I'm just going to do it this way. Well, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to do I'm just going to stand still and wait on the Lord. And I said it last week, waiting on the Lord means you've got to be moving. You've got to be doing something. And I know I'm talking about Peter, and I'm getting ready to close now. But Peter, when he was on the boat with the disciples, and the storm was coming, and everybody got scared, and Peter went to walk on the water. I just want to bring this out there, and I'm, I'm, I'm going home. Peter saw Jesus, and when he was on the boat, and, and the disciples said that, that it, it was everything but the child of God out there. And Peter said, if that's you, Jesus, let me come out. Now, you got to understand, it's the same Peter that got out of the boat. But when he got out of the boat, look what he did. He began to walk on the water. And as he began to walk on the water, he was walking on the water for a period of time. Because when he fell down, he couldn't grab on the boat. He had had enough sense to 
keep his eyes and keep walking and walking on the water and walking on the water to when he got distracted by the winds. Now, you got to understand the winds was blowing before he started walking. So even though the wind was blowing and the rain was hitting, he had enough sense to call on Jesus and said, if it be you, and Jesus said, come. Here comes that word again, come. There's power in the word. So, 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 so Peter began to walk on the water. And as he began to walk on the water, and as he began to get distracted by the winds and the waves and everything that was blowing in his face, and he began to drown. Now, we all get mad at Peter, but we've all been in that situation. We walk with the Lord for a period of time, and somehow something will distract you. You don't, don't think that you won't get distracted, and you will begin to fall. And when you fall, he had enough sense to say, Lord, save me, and the Lord picked him up. And as the Lord picked him up, people think that's the shout. The shout is, as they begin to walk back to the boat, see, they, they don't want to talk about the walk back. Because he walked out there, it was all good. But it was also good because he walked back to the boat. As he walked back to the boat, the Lord said some things to him. Why did you doubt? And got back on the boat. But when he got back on the boat, did you notice that the storm stopped? There was no more storm. There was nothing going on. Jesus walked on the water. He fell. He called him. He picked him up. And immediately they walked back to the ship, and the storm was over with. What I'm trying to tell you, if you look at Peter, in both of the stories, he began to walk. And as he began to walk, at some point, he got in trouble. And then he got in trouble. He called on the Lord. And in the case of the, of the jail, he remembered what the Lord told him, and he was able to sleep at peace. And when he was drowning and felt like he was going to suffocate, he called on the name of Jesus. And it said immediately it picked him up. And when he walked back to the boat, if you looked at the other disciples, those I'm consider them the church people. They didn't go out and try to help him. They didn't try to stop because they were doing what they do amongst each other. And they weren't doing nothing to uplift Jesus or Peter, even though Peter fell. They looked at it, and even though he walked back, and they were all anointed and everything, but they didn't have enough sense to get out of the boat. And just like Peter was in a dark place, and when he got out there, he went to the house of the Lord. He didn't go over his cousin's house. He didn't go try to get on a boat. He went to where they were praying. Even though they weren't praying for his success, he went to the house of the Lord. And it's time for us, when we go to the house of the Lord this week, when we knock on the gate, I'm telling you, do not go in there. And I'm, I'm saying that in a spiritual sense. Uh, you got to go inside there, but you don't got to get caught up with the nonsense that's going on in the church. The church is powerless because we don't believe in what we preach. We don't believe in how we live. Because if you did, when trials and tribulations come up, you ain't going to stop serving the Lord. You're going to keep it moving and keep it moving and keep it moving. I'm done. I'm done. I, I hope you, you, you got something out of this tonight. I hope that, that, that it was an uplifting message for you tonight. Um, <clears throat> I'm not on here. I'm on assignment this week. Tomorrow night, we'll be doing Bible study. I'm going to be the same way tomorrow night. But tomorrow night, I'm going to have my team with me. I already sent them the scriptures of what we're going over. And after I get done going and what I'm going through, you're going to have some great comments and great commentary of how to deal with coming out. Because we're going to talk about tomorrow night, too. We're going to rise to the occasion. And, and, and not only are we going to rise to the occasion, but tomorrow night we're going to be talking about you, don't have the, you do not have the right to remain silent. I don't care what you're going through, but that's tomorrow night. Join us back here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Bishop Omar Zachary is the bishop, and we'll be preaching and teaching like we've been doing on Blog Talk for the last going on three years in 2023. And now one time that we missed a Tuesday night. He made it comfortable and easy to get the word of God. You ain't even got to burn no gas. If you know how to multitask, you can cook your dinner and listen to the word of God. There's no excuses no more. But people in the church want to make excuses. Now, we're saving your money, and we're saving on your time. But the question is, yeah, I'm talking to you, praise time. Now, get mad at me, or hard bishop, all you want. Really don't care. Well, when are we going to start coming back? Well, a lot of y'all wasn't coming when we started. But now we got hundreds and thousands of people listening to us on Bible study, y'all want to make it about you. It ain't about you. It's not about you. It's about doing what God called you to do. It's time to come out. Stop playing church. 
Stop being traditional. Stop doing things the way because that's the way you saw it. No, be authentic. Pray to the Lord and let the Lord deliver you. And when he delivers you on the street, you take it to the church house. And when you take it to the church house, don't go in there and act like them. Go in there and tell them how God delivered you. And then when they can see God delivered you, maybe you can change their hearts. Maybe you can change the way they think and the way they pray. But the church ain't doing nothing but playing church, being traditional. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming there. I can't wait to Friday night. I can't wait to Friday. I'm going to be suited and booted because I'm ready to go. I'm not playing church no more. I'm not doing no speaking engagements. I'm on assignments. If you want me, we're going to tell the truth. And I'm just going to put this out there while I'm out there. I ain't trying to be around a bunch of sissies. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I go through enough hell, and it bothers me. It messes with my spirit. And what I'm saying this is what I'm saying is it messes with my spirit. And from this day on, I didn't realize this. If you'd asked me a week ago, I, 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 I wouldn't believe I'm saying what I'm saying. But I'm tired of sin. It almost had me. It almost. But now it bothers me to the point where it irritates my spirit. And being around a bunch of spirits that's not of God, it should irritate you. I ain't saying I'm perfect and I'm the cleanest brother, but I'm trying to be. And I'm going to keep knocking at the gate until I get it right. I may fall today, but I'm going to be knocking on the day, gate tomorrow. I may fall tomorrow, I'm going to keep on knocking. And y'all keep talking about me, keep saying whatever you want to say about me. But it's really not about me. It's about what God has called me to do and the platform he gave me to do it on. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm not going to let my help. I'm not going to let my family. I'm not going to let my kids. I'm not going to let the church. I'm not going to let nobody stop me from knocking on the gate. Peter had to do it. And he was butt naked, chained. But the Lord blessed him, loosed those chains, and he came out. When Peter was on the boat with the disciples, and I'm going to call them a bunch of unbelievers because they were walking with the Lord, but they didn't recognize who the Lord was. Like the same people in the house, y'all just praying the same prayer, but you don't believe what you're praying. And then you wonder why the situation hasn't changed yet. And you wonder why you're going through the same thing over and over again. Because you're stuck in the house. It's time to come out and do what God has called you to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Again, I want to just give thanks to the Lord who's the head of my life. I want to give thanks for him waking me up, putting in me what he's called me to do. I want to thank the Lord for my lovely wife for blessing me, praying for me, and showing me and holding me accountable for what I'm supposed to be held accountable to. Thank her for that. Thank my bishop for allowing me to be able to teach and preach and serve <coughs> freely, freely, not, not traditionally, but freely. I want to thank uh, uh, Minister Tober, who I've been working with, um, just for being able to be that ear, giving me what I need to hear. Just want to say, just thank him and all the people on, on, on Tuesday nights. Just want to say thank you because I'm at a place now that I'm not dealing with foolishness. I'm not going to be jumping around the church, running around with y'all, and y'all playing, and y'all don't believe in the power that you have and that you possess. And just like this little girl who was trying to tell them Peter was at the door, I'm trying to tell you, and I'm knocking at the gate trying to tell you, there's people's souls that's out there in jail, and they're knocking at the gate. Are y'all going to be and come get them? Do you hear them? Or are you going to be so traumatized and say it's a ghost and, and we so 
get to funerals and everything, especially church folks. And we prayed for them and prayed for them. But you, didn't, you, you never went outside to meet them at the gate because you didn't want to listen to the little girl that was a slave and because she was young. And that just represents people who don't grow up in church or people who not saved like you are because they don't dance and they don't shout. Y'all want to sit down on Christ. We ain't having that. I'm, I, I refuse to preach traditional messages. We're not doing it. I'm going to preach what God gives me and be bold enough to say it. You don't want to invite me back, don't invite me back. I'm just saying this because i got to speak a couple times this week at these churches and these pastors listening to me tonight so you can imagine how intense it's going to get, especially Wednesday night, especially Friday night. I just ask y'all to pray for me. I ask y'all to restore me. I ask y'all to keep me and my family in your prayers. And and, and, and I'm not going to say we're going through a difficult time. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to tell you the Lord is taking us to another level. And because we're at another level, we have to do things we never done before. Because the devil is going to attack us in areas that we didn't think he was going to attack. And you never see or never amaze you who got the devil in them. Who's not praying. They think they're praying for you, but they really hope to see your ghost. You got to be careful. Be careful. Be careful who you're talking to. Be careful who you're praying with. Be careful with who you uh, are whispering in their ear with. Last week, people from Blog Talk sent me an email and asked me what was the what was the, the boost in the numbers, and I, I didn't understand what they meant, and I don't really talk about numbers anymore. But for the last two, three weeks, the numbers have been boosted up on Monday night for some reason. And the Lord showed me very clear today, today, as I was out, and I was talking to the guy at the Cheesecake Factory, and he was sharing with me. And I'm sitting in there, and he's talking to me, but the Lord is talking to me as well. So I'm listening to what the Lord is saying. People looking for a mess, trying to cause messes. And I'm sitting up here, and I'm like, okay, Lord, so what are you telling me? Keep preaching the gospel. Keep knocking on the door. You're going to stumble sometimes. You're going to fall sometimes. But you keep knocking. Don't never let no one stop you from the purpose that I called you to do. Unless I tell you to stop, you keep knocking, and you keep knocking. And one thing I learned from Minister Tober the other day, I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to go against the Holy Spirit. If you tell me to shout and dance, I'm going to shout and dance. If you tell me to sing, I'm going to sing. Just be ready because traditional, the traditional stuff has stopped. And as I was looking in these scriptures last night, and I saw Peter didn't go inside the house, but he went to the house of prayer because they was praying. Now, that's a fact. That scripture, they were praying. I don't know what they was praying, but if they said they taught Peter's ghost, they must have been praying that he'd die a peaceful death. And I believe a lot of people in the church is praying that me and the bishop and minister, we die a peaceful death. They don't want to see us succeed. So they want to put stuff out there on us. And even if we put it on ourselves, it doesn't matter how it gets put out there. We're supposed to uplift one another. We're supposed to encourage one another. We're supposed to be there for one another, not beat each other up or beat each other down. That's all I got tonight. That's all I got tonight. Again, I want to thank uh, the nursing homes for listening, tuning in tonight. Elder Bazaar, thank you for taking the food to them for me tonight. I appreciate it. Pastor Joe, Church of Warren, I want to say I thank you tonight for being on tonight. Um, Pastor Madlock, Pastor uh, Shaw, I want to say I thank you all. I'll be seeing you all later on this week. Um, and and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing traditional. And, and I'm just letting you know when I come. I'm coming from a place that the Lord has already given me the messages, and I'm ready. I feel great, and and I'm good to go. And with that being said, I'm going to say a quick prayer, and then we're going to be out. Hopefully you all enjoy the rest of your your evening and the rest of your week. Don't forget about us tomorrow night, um, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. We're going to have an awesome word tomorrow night. Trust me, it's going to be awesome.
I don't ever send my scriptures out this early. I've never sent. I don't think since I've been on the, I've never sent no scriptures out this early. So you know the Lord is dealing with me, and I'm on, I'm on, I'm on, I'm, I'm coming out swinging tomorrow night. Um, so just just be prepared. Every day this week we're gonna be preaching the gospel on Blog Talk. I'm just letting you know we're gonna be preaching the gospel on Blog Talk. Every night this week, we're going to be preaching the Word of God on Blog Talk. God gave me a platform, and we're going to be preaching and teaching the Word of God every single night. Because we don't know when it's going to be our last time. We don't know when he's going to crack the sky. We don't. I don't know. Night might be my last night. I hope and pray that it's not, but it might be. And I want to go out saying I was knocking at the gate. That's how I want to go out. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. I didn't left the bad stuff alone. I'm knocking at the gate. Are you knocking at the gate or are you in the house? That's the question. It's time to come out of the house. And it's time to go to these other houses and knock on the gate. You ain't got to knock on the door. Just stand out there. You'll get their attention from the gate. And they'll come on out. And you can tell them how the Lord delivered you like Peter told them how he got delivered out of being in prison. That's what it's all about, church. That being said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for the word, Father God. Father God, we want to thank for all the people that listened. Father God, we want to thank you for all the the, the nursing homes that are listening. Father God, touch all the people in there. Strengthen them, Father God. Encourage them. Let them know that, the, that you are able to fix their situations, Father God. Father God, I ask you to continue to watch over me and my family. I ask you to restore me right now, Father God. Father God, I ask you to, to continue to bless me, continue to heal my body, Father God. Father God, you know the situation. I just ask you to continue to be with us right now, Father God. Father God, bless my church, praise tabernacle. Bless us, Father God, as we continue to go to different levels, Father God, and to help people, Father God, that's knocking at the gate, that we're just not going to stand inside the church, that we're going to come outside and help them and fix them. And, and, Father God, restore them, Father God. And, Father God, I just ask you to, to watch over our leader, our bishop, Father God, Bishop Omar Zachary, and his family, Father God, that he continue to stay strong and keep moving forward and keep taking us to different levels, Father God. I ask you to watch over his administrating team, Father God, all the elders, all the deacons and the ministers. Encourage us, Father God. Make us strong. Make us one. Make us whole. And, Father God, we ask these things in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hopefully y'all got something out of this tonight. And if I didn't thank you, if I forgot something, you know, when you get to going like I'm going, you know, I'm liable to forget a whole lot of stuff. But, again, I want to thank everybody for, for, for tuning in tonight, especially my sponsors, the new sponsors, the old sponsors. I just got a, a, a text that Todd from uh, Disney was listening in tonight. I want to thank you, and, and I appreciate you. And, um, and, and, again, people from Cheesecake Factory, Dunkin' Donuts, um, everyone that I met with over the weekend, I just want to say I thank you, and 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 our church is going to thank you because when we do our our, our pastor anniversary, it's going to be first class, and I just want to say I thank you for that. And for the people, and I'm going to say this, and I'm done. For the people who have texted me to say what's up, I do, I I I really do appreciate that. I really do. It means a lot, and um. And uh, just because you do that, and I'm just telling you, the Lord will bless you. It may not be monetary, but the Lord will bless you. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate it. So with that being said, we are out. We'll be back on tomorrow night, 7 p.m. And good night. <laughs>